Hey guys, welcome to the Entrepreneur Roundtable Podcast. This is Jared Elrod of missionsphoto.com. That was a little Jared pull in there. I apologize. I, I have this bad habit where um, I tend to pick up traits of people I'm listening to, and though I haven't listened to him in a while, I don't know, that whole Frono's photo, missions photo, I don't know. It, it got in my brain. Anyways, today is going to be a solo session. Um, I, I mostly am doing these as interviews with others. Um, I've gotten some good feedback from you guys. Uh, my buddy Gideon gave me some pretty good feedback as far as standardizing the uh, kind of structure of the episodes because every episode is a little different. Um, and I appreciate the feedback. Uh, it is kind of different every episode on intention because I've been trying out a couple different formats but the good news is if you um, agree with him that it needs to be standardized uh, you're in luck because I think I've come up with my structure so what I'm thinking of doing for future episodes is kind of breaking it into a three-act or a three-part kind of um, structure to where the first part is the introduction kind of getting into them what's their backstory that kind of thing you know, um, just that intro stuff. So you get to know a little bit about them and kind of, you know, what it is they do and what their business is and what their experience and, you know, family life, background, that whole kind of thing is. And then from there, moving on to the kind of the meat of the topic. So if it is someone who, um, like, okay, let's say, let's go back to the chatbot one. Um, if I was doing with uh, Jay, the, the, the meat part of that would have been all about chatbots and kind of an overview of chatbots and how you can use them and how you can apply them to your business and all that good stuff. Uh, but then I'm going to have a third part, which is kind of like, I guess it, it's like the, um, if you've ever done a podcast or been on an interview or anything like that, um, if not, this is news to you, but if if you have, you know like when you, you're done recording and you like stop recording and then you guys just have like this really amazing 20 to 40 minute conversation afterwards. You're like, man, I wish I had just recorded that. That stuff was so much more natural and so much more casual and fun. And even though it may not have been as structured as the other part, there's like some just amazing like gold nuggets in there that um, are, are I'm, I'm going to use and are as, as valuable, if not more valuable than the structured part of the topic they talked about. Well, that tends to happen a lot, and so that's actually, I'm just going to build that in. That's going to be the third section where, based on who the person is and based on kind of what's going on right now, um, both in my business and just kind of in the world, I'm going to just have some kind of just hangout questions, if that makes sense, where uh, we just kind of dive into some stuff a little deeper, where we kind of get into it a bit, and uh, that'll be the third act, and, and who knows, that could be 12 minutes, or it could be... A whole nother hour so <laughs> get a little joe rogany on here on us here where the it gets super long so anyways that's going to be the structure but today i'm going to have a a solo session and i want to talk about uh, a photo shoot i went on the other day so just for those of you that are more on the business side of this since that's probably most of you there may be some photographers following us um but either way i've been doing free engagement shoots uh, just while I'm getting things going for a couple reasons. Um, one, it gets me marketing material. Well, the main thing is it's momentum. It has me doing something so I'm not just sitting around working on my marketing stuff because I've got this huge mountain of like work to do as far as getting all my marketing stuff together. And simultaneously, I'm working on, I'm going through different courses, I'm trying different techniques, I'm learning different stuff. 
So by doing the free engagement shoots, it has me just keep a momentum. So I'm not just like not, you know, I ha- have like I had a gap. I booked a bunch of weddings. Uh, I booked my first three weddings, did those, booked like six or seven more weddings, but they were all like summer. And this was back in like October when in November when I was booking these. So it, it gives me time to build my skills so that way um, I'm even better by them. By the time I get to these weddings, I'm more prepared. And, and it gives me marketing material. So as I'm putting together all of um, my sales funnels and writing out my call scripts and all that kind of stuff for when I get on calls with brides, it gives me the experience of I'm, I'm getting to hear a lot quicker rather than having to build out the whole funnel before I'm hearing the main objections and the main concerns and the main interests. It, it's letting me go through that several times. Um, even though it's on a free basis, it's letting me go through that process. And, you know, if, if they're going to have a, a concern about something on a free engagement shoot, clearly they're going to have that uh, when we're now talking about paying, you know, upwards of a couple thousand dollars for the, the shoot or uh, the wedding. So it's letting me go through all that and kind of hyper, I don't hyper what, hyper pacing. That's weird. <laughs> Speeding that up. Um, and then it also gives me um, the experience with it and the the confidence of so for example i did the shoot i'm about to talk about was actually a paid shoot it it was part of a wedding package that a uh, bride booked me for and rather that i didn't have to be nervous because i have been every weekend shooting free engagement shoots and the weekend before i had just done two in a day so i went from I did an engagement shoot, and then the next week I did an engagement shoot, and then the next week I did two engagement shoots in one day, and then the next week I had a paid shoot. Well, I did that when I went to go do that paid shoot, I was super confident, and honestly, it was the experience of both the book knowledge. Now I'm not reading any books; it's all online courses, um, SLR Lounge, and um, some creative live stuff. Learning posing, learning lighting, learning different things, getting to know my camera better, doing these shoots, all that together. Um, actually completely paid off and saved my butt because I had a situation where I had this couple and again it wasn't like it was a free shoot where a free shoot where I could say oh it didn't work out maybe we can reschedule this was a bride who's who's booked me has paid and was driving two hours from out of town to come to me normally I'd have to go to them but came to me because you know Richmond's pretty awesome and we have some great locations and I'm already going up there for the wedding. So they're like, hey, you know what? We'll come to you. There's some cool areas around. And that just saves you a trip. So that way you're not having to come up here twice. You just come up for the wedding. I'm like, that sounds amazing. So they got lost. <laughs> and it's an hour session. So I'm supposed it's supposed to be 4.30 to 5.30. So we set 4.30. It's at this place called Maymont Park. This park is awesome. There's like a big grass area. There's an old mansion, the Maymont Mansion, which is kind of what the whole thing is based around. But then there's both a Japanese and Italian gardens. So we're going to go and shoot in the Japanese gardens. And the shoot's set for 4.30. Park closes at 5. But once you, like, there's some leeway. Like, once you're in, you can, you know, you still have some time to get out. So they show up, um, and they go to this, this nature visitor center, which is just down the road. And I get a text. Oop, hold on, guys. I gotta go. I will finish this later. All right, I'm back, boys and girls. I I will say I'm driving now, so um, I tend to sometimes get a wee bit distracted as I'm recording and driving. Don't worry, I'm only recording audio, so you know I'm not like distracted as far as like able to drive. 
but I do get distracted with stuff like like right now where my city has decided to uh, change up their whole downtown street structure and I just wanted to make a left-hand turn and now the buses have completely taken over all the left-hand turns so you can't turn where you want to go now I'm in some shady alley trying to get turned anyways whatever I digress so back to the story so um, the couple is coming from out of town it's like a two-hour drive they get here like spot-on perfect timing she texts me I'm like awesome because um, and that's the difference with the, you know, it being an actual paid shoot. She's here right on time. Most of the time when it's a free shoot, they're like 15 minutes late. And it's like, um, would you expect me to stay 15 minutes later because you showed up 15 late? You know, like, no, you now have a 45 minute session. Anyways, so they show up right on time. Um, they're just down the street. She says, we're at the, uh, sorry, paying attention to the road here. Um, I'm, again, I'm in a weird kind of area. So she's like, um, we're at the visitor center. I'm like, awesome. That's just like right down the road. You guys just need to come up the road a little bit and you'll find, um, where I'm parked. Uh, and she's like, that's where Google, you know, took us to. I go here, put this into Google and it'll bring you right here. I'm just down the road. You're like almost here. So like 10 minutes or more goes by like 10 minutes probably goes by. It's like freezing cold. It's well, it's not freezing. It's like 40 degrees outside. Uh, so I'm very cold. I'd gotten out of my car because I thought they were here. And I'm holding my camera. So I'm like back and forth, one hand at a time in the pocket, trying to get it. You know, my face is going numb. Uh, it just, it was cold. And I'm like, okay, so they should be here in a minute. Like 10 minutes goes by. Maybe 15. I can't remember because my timing is impaired by how cold it is it felt like a half hour so then i get another call and she goes so it took us we put in you know the actual name of the place like you said and it took us to where we can see it but we're like on a road overlooking it i'm thinking like i've been to this place so many times and i have no clue what she's talking about like the area where we're going is a, a japanese japanese gardens so it was maymont japanese gardens and i'm like it's secluded like it it's a train track and then like a river behind it like i don't understand how what she's saying is even possible at this point i'm like okay i don't really understand how what she's saying is possible but i think that means she's on the other side of it which means she's now still just now just up the road from me so instead of coming around and coming right to where we were she went the other way she's gone i believe gone all the way around the park and so now she still just has to go a little bit cool not a problem just keep going i'm not 100 what direction you're pointed but the way you went just keep going and you'll still find me i said here's the exact you know if you still want to try gps here's a screenshot of ways of what i put to get here it brings me here every time but again you're instead of being down the road you're now just up the road from me no worries let's do it just be a few like 15 minutes late oh my gosh so much time goes by and i hear nothing from them and i'm getting like colder and colder and i keep going i should have gotten in my car uh, i didn't want to because i was thinking they're almost here but if i had i would have like warmed up by now i keep thinking that over and over oh i should but now it's been longer it's no so but now i need to stay out but i should have and then like five or ten minutes goes by and I, I say that to myself again man back then when i said I could have gotten in, but now it's getting too close. And so finally I call my wife and I'm like, it's, it's 35 minutes past. 
Um, and I'm like, they can't find it. And I'm like, but I don't know how to help them because it's not difficult. Like, I know they're lost, and I'm not trying to say that, like, like granted, like, if you're lost, you're lost. Like, I, you know how many times I've been lost where I've been, like, a block away? But I would have, you know, 100 years I wouldn't have found it if I didn't, like, pull out a map and stop and figure out what was going on. So I understand, like, when you're lost, you're lost. Uh, but, man, I'm just thinking, what, how, what is going on? And... I, how do I help them? I, I, I just don't, I can't figure this out. So I tell my, and I said to my wife, I go, I don't know how to help them because I don't understand. At this point, I don't even know where they are. At least I knew before where they were. As like, so I said, I, I don't know how to help them. And we're like halfway through the shoot and they're not here yet. And we're losing the sun. <laughs> and so she goes, because this is the winter. So that's why I'm doing it 4.30 to 5.30 because right around 5 o'clock, is when sunset. So 4.30, I get to kind of meet them for the first time, kind of go over what we're gonna do a little bit, walk out to where we're gonna go, you know, take the first few warm-up pictures, and then boom, now it's like almost five o'clock and we start taking the real pictures and I have like 30 minutes of just like really good, 30 to 40 minutes of like just good photo taking time. So I've blown through all that now and I'm like, oh my gosh. So my wife goes, well, why don't you just meet them at the visitor center and then drive them back? I'm just like, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, if they can't find me, but they know how to get to the visitor center and I know how to get to the, and it's just down the, okay, okay. So I call, I text her, right? Um, it takes forever because my, my fingers are like just numb beyond anything at this point. And so I'm super, super slowly like, texting her I go hey do you guys want me to meet you at the visitor center and then drive back and I'm honestly kind of expecting them to be like no I think we found it we'll be there in just a second which she's already said that she'll be there in just a second a few point again I am not making fun of them I am not like saying they're dumb or anything I've been in this situation multiple times myself um I completely understand when GPS is just not working and you don't know the area and you can't figure something out and it's like a nuanced road, which is what this was. It was in a weird neighborhood. It was a dead end neighborhood. And it was, there were multiple parks with multiple pieces to the park. There's Bird Park, there's Maymont Park. In Maymont Park, there's all these different areas there. And they kept going to the Maymont, the, the nature center. So I just want to, pre I just want you to, you to know, I'm not at all saying like, oh my gosh, these clients of mine. Um, I just felt powerless to help them. So she says that and, and, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect solution. I really wish I thought of that, you know, like 30 minutes ago when she first told me, or I guess 20 minutes ago. Um, so that way it would have been like way sooner. So she texts me back and says like, oh my gosh, that would be, that would be great. I'm like, cool. So I put my bag and I put my camera back in the car. I get in the car, I fire it up and oh my gosh, it felt so good. It was so warm oh okay anyways i digress um so i get i, I start driving I, I meet them there they are they follow me back but here's the problem as i pull out of the main parking lot i see you know that the, the gate is closed i'm like no i wasn't even thinking about that um and clearly right there in the sign it says it closes at five and i'm like oh my gosh because i i'd set this shoot up uh, a month ago, so like I'm not thinking of the logistics of when they're open. Like I did that already. Like I set it all, had it all set at 4:30. Okay, that we can get in early, 
So I'm not thinking of that during the day. Um, that came in the pre-planning part. I'm like, oh, I totally spaced that they close at 5 and we just had to get in at 4.30 and we could sneak out. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So now not only have they driven driven two hours, they've spent the last 30 minutes driving in circles, lost. And then now I'm going to tell them they can't shoot in the place they just drove two hours to get to. I was like, I don't know them that well. She, I, I'm not, I don't even know her that well, honestly. And I definitely don't know him. I'm really hoping he doesn't have a violent temper. <laughs> I'm like, because if he does at this point, and I hadn't heard from them for a while before, so I'm starting to think, ooh, maybe he's the kind of guy that, like, doesn't handle uncomfortable situations where he feels powerless very well, which is a common thing for guys, right? Like, you know, we don't like feeling like we don't, we're powerless and we don't know what we're doing and we can't figure it out. Uh, so I'm like, I hope he didn't just get mad, blow up, and, and like, get back on the freeway and head home. Um... And so I'm like, oh, what do I do? So finally, my wife helps me with that solution. So I drive out. I see that it's closed. I'm like, great. Now, on top of all this, you know, he, they're probably already frustrated. You know, if he is, like, temper guy, she now feels, you know, like, oh, he's, like, in the car yelling and swearing. And so now she feels a little, you know, um, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, but not very, like, posy, right? Going and posing and feeling confident in a photo shoot. And then he's going to be all pissed off at me, so he's not going to want to cooperate. And then now I'm going to tell them the park is closed. And so if we try, oh, this is a nightmare. So I get them, I get back. Luckily, they're like this awesome couple. They're super chill. Um, they took like 100% of the blame for the being lo- uh, lost. And I'm thinking like, well, I mean, you were out of town in retrospect. I, I probably should have like, and what it was, what ended up being the problem is they were using Google. And I don't know what's wrong with map companies in our area, but Waze seems to be the only 100% consistent one because Apple Maps doesn't work in Richmond like at all. It just keeps taking you to this really bad neighborhood and dumping you in a dead-end alley, and so you can't even get out. Like It's like super shady. I feel like Apple's trying to just murder people. I don't know what's up with that. And then um, we've got Google, which... I haven't used Google in about two and a half years, but, you know, it, when I used it, it always seemed to work in the past, but apparently that one doesn't work either, because it's got them going all crazy, and she's like, oh man, I, you know, I've been using Waze for like a year, but just for whatever reason, I use Google, so hindsight, when I have brides who don't know the area, or coming from out of town, I will let them know, put this exactly because there's several Maymonts and then if you try to do the Japanese gardens it starts trying to take you out of state to other Japanese gardens so I do now know learning experience and other photographers or any business people who you're like meeting people who don't know the area um, help them out <laughs> like if you're a photographer and you're doing stuff like this you're probably shooting in like the same handful of situations probably 80 70 to 80 percent of your shoots are probably like in the same areas so like take half a day or hire an assistant or have an employee just literally create a simple like little pdf or something about like kind of how to get at each location maybe a little map whatever it is so that way if they get lost you don't have to feel like a jerk because ooh, if i had just helped you out and told you that use ways and put this in it um we could have 
solve this whole thing. So I feel like it's my fault. They feel they're apologizing because they feel like it's their fault. So either way, no one's mad. It's all kind of funny, but then I have to tell them, right? So now I'm like, so unfortunately, they close at five. The gates close at five. You know, at 4:30, we could have gotten in. We've got some leeway to sneak out. So I start telling them, I go, so let's go see if we can maybe get in because I know we can get out. So maybe we can get in still. So then we go in, and, and thank God the gates are still open. They were closed. Someone had opened them at this point. Um, they had been closed right at 5 um, when I was leaving. So now it's like 5.05, and the gates are open again. So we go in, but then I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because I'm like, I don't know how... I've never pushed it this far. Like, I tell them this. Like, I've gotten here, like, at 4.45 and come down and been here, and I've left as late as, like, you know, like... 515 but it's it's like 505 and we're just not like so I don't know how long we can push this I don't know if we're gonna get locked in here I don't know if we're gonna come back to have tickets on our cars I don't know if our cars are gonna be towed because we're in the parking lot I don't know how they enforce the five o'clock thing I know there's some leeway but I don't know how much and I've never pushed it this far so we kind of have to be and they were totally down for it like all right let's just let's quick let's do it I tell you it was the fastest shoot I've ever done I did cut out a couple of the locations I was planning on doing but I also knew the key ones for them there was a particular uh bridge in the Japanese gardens that she knew so boom I just went boom 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 I hit the easy ones the ones that were going to take a little more time I was going to kind of experiment with and come up with some cool stuff hopefully I just cut those I did the ones I knew how to shoot I've shot there before uh luckily because I've been doing all these free shoots most of I, I knew exactly how to shoot for the weather. It was overcast, so it was like perfect lighting. I'd already set my settings before, you know, while I was waiting for them and done some test shots. So I literally all I had to do is, okay, you stand there, okay, pose like this, okay, ready. Now hold that, bam. I just go, bam, bam. I just took a couple quick shots, you know. And I normally don't take multiples, but um, I've kind of gotten out of that habit where I'm just finding a good shot and taking like maybe one or two. I was kind of doing a little bit of just couple clicks just just in case you know don't have a lot of time I was hardly even able and if you're a photographer you're gonna um, understand the stress of this I was hardly even really having time to review the photos so I'm like crap I hope my exposure is right because I'm I, I just took like 13 photos in like four or five different poses and didn't even review them <laughs> I hope I have everything set and I, I just did that bam we hit one to and then we went to the third location and then really quick um i grabbed a quick uh sunset sky photo on the way to the third location and then i hit uh on the way back we stopped at one more and snuck it in a cool little uh right as the sun was setting a cool little sunset uh scene at the italian gardens as a little bonus and those actually i think were the best photos that we had and they the entire time were thanking me they were apologizing that they were they got confused and were late and thanking me for doing it really quickly and getting in there and doing it and i showed them a few of the photos and again it was such a rush normally what i like to do is like find my ones that i just like got like nailed 90 percent in in camera and and my camera naturally kind of lightens anyways like for it does the little previews um it's because I shoot raw, and so sometimes they can be um, 
generally the preview is a little lighter so uh what i normally do and i do a little editing so not all my photos because i know that so some of them i shoot for editing specifically but i always make sure that i do some of them um where i shoot to be like 90 percent done in camera so i can show the couple and so that can reassure them that they're liking they don't have to feel like in the time it takes me to edit them they don't have to feel like oh my gosh i hope they're good what if they didn't turn out they can kind of see a few of them you know two three four photos throughout the day and you know off the back of my camera and kind of feel confident in that guys i'm not paying attention and i'm not using um there was like a little thing place where i was supposed to jump over to another road and i didn't 100 percent know how to get there because i normally just use my gps to make that quick little jump um and then get back to the way i knew how to go and i didn't i'm because i'm recording I one, I'm not paying a ton of attention, and two, not I didn't use the GPS to get me onto the road I needed. So I'm like, I don't. I mean, I know where I am, but I have no clue how I got here. And I've never gone home from here not on the freeway. And I'm trying to not take the freeway because it's a nice day, and I'm trying to just like chillax in the sun a little bit as I drive home. Like, I I'm gonna have to figure this out. But this is fun. This is what I love about Richmond is, or just being in a bigger city in general is just getting to drive through and get lost and find, and, oh, this area connects to this area. So that's what I hate about the freeway all the time is sometimes you never even know that this one area that you you know is connected to this, uh, right next door to this other area because you're just so used to taking the freeway and that can turn you around a little bit. So anyways, I'll keep experimenting um, as I, uh, as, as, we, as we drive. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. If not and it's too rambly, just cut to the next episode and it's going to be an awesome interview. Um, See, timeline-wise, I think the next interview is going to be Todd, and we're going to be talking about systems for your business. So just jump right to that. Okay, if not, let's keep going. So I'm almost done, actually. I'm wrapping this up. So the moral of the story is knowing your craft, right? Because I got home, I told my wife, I said, if I hadn't have been spending all the time that I have been going through training, um, going through... Uh, and learning poses, learning um, different lighting techniques, understanding how light works, going through like my camera settings, trying different things, knowing how to. Uh, when I first got started, I would just go out and I'd have to kind of kind of hunt and peck, right? Like I'd take a photo and go, okay, that's too dark. Let me try this. Okay, that's a little better. Okay, let me try this. Okay, that's too bright. Let me go back up. Okay, 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 okay. After like you know a, a minute. I have, I can take some photos. Okay, cool. Now let me move a little. Okay, now let me kind of adjust some more. And it took me a long time to do, and I'd have to figure out. And then so I had a lot of extra photos. I had a lot of just trying to get, you know, guesswork. Um, and it was a slower process. Well, because of all the practice, the free shoots, the training, the, like I said, just going, I want to learn how to do this. I need to learn what to do in this situation. Let me, you know, learn this lighting condition. So I know if it's bright and sunny, I'm going to start from here with my settings. And I'm going to be pretty close. If it's overcast, I'm going to go right to this with my settings without even having a look and start going. All of that, um, the posing, doing all the free shoots and studying the posing, which I'm not naturally good at. And having the confidence to tell them, okay, you do this, you put your hand here, okay, pop your hip out here and kind of lean on this leg, okay, turn to the side, open up that shoulder, you know, like all that kind of stuff. I've been, you know, just studying and practicing. 
is the only reason I told my wife I was able to do this shoot. Otherwise, I would have gotten out there and I would have hardly have had, I would have had a couple pictures is all because we would have ran out of time and we'd have had to leave. I was able to get out there and do basically the full shoot. Probably 90% of what I would have done. Um, I just had to cut down. I like, I like to build the rapport. I like to build the relationship. So I basically do a 30 minute photo shoot in 60 minutes because it gives me all that time to build that relationship with the client. If it's a free shoot to try to build that relationship so they book me to do their wedding and if it's a paid shoot to it also by the way if it's a paid shoot it's it's not um I don't cap it at an, an hour so if it's a paid shoot um I'll go an hour and a half two hours um, not too much, not really longer than that. Cause at that point it's just a couple, you know, if they're like, well, they're just them just saying, let's do this and let's do this or that kind of stuff. So I do respect my time and I do kind of have like a, you know, at some point I'm going to like have an internal, like, okay, we're good. I know about what I want to deliver and I know when I hit the bonus, like, cool, I really over delivered. And then I know when it's like, this is just more of the same. We need to move on. This is just not serving anything other than them feeling like they're getting free time or something. So um, and I know I've kind of cut them off at that point. For those of you kind of keeping track um, uh, and kind of wondering, I, I'm back. I, I didn't find the way home I was wanting to find home, but I'm back to my normal route home. I'm good. I'm not going to have to switch over to GPS. I'm not going to have to go to the freeway. I'm now taking my one of my uh, memorized routes home. So we're back on track. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So it was about a 30-minute shoot. So really all I lost is we we basically didn't... So what I had to cut out is I didn't get as much of that kind of relationship building with them. Uh, but I got enough. And honestly, because it wasn't a free shoot, I, I didn't need to really convince them to uh, my, my master skills to be able to book them, which honestly, if it was a free shoot, I think that... The fact that I was still able to pull off everything they expected, um, knowing that we were like so far behind, I actually think would have contributed to that anyways, which would not have been the case if I was struggling and, oh, I, I thought I'd have more time and we're not really able. And I end up giving them like, here's like 12 pictures, um, didn't really get variety. We only shot at, you know, two places. Um, and then, so I had to cut out a little bit of that, but again, because I was able to do it well, I think that just built that up anyways. I think that if anything, they're like, oh, if anything goes wrong at our wedding, once they see the photos, so they saw me cool under pressure, they saw the problem solving, um, not so much the location, that was my wife, and that, that took me way longer than it should have, but as far as getting the shots done, and then they, they are going to think like, oh, wow, if anything goes wrong on our wedding, he's going to be able to handle it, and he only had like 25 minutes of our shoot, maybe it was only 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, and he came up with these 60 plus amazing images, he, he's gonna be fine on the wedding. There's no need to worry. And then they're gonna want to recommend me to their friends. But this guy was awesome. We showed up. We got lost. And so that all still worked out wonderfully. Could have gone bad if I wasn't prepared, but it worked out wonderfully. Um, and then the other thing, really, the only like quality or value that I had to cut out from them um, was I did cut out one location I think I think that was it there was this little hill I was going to try to shoot on um and again this one I didn't have like set in stone in my mind I was going to this was going to be my playtime where I had it all planned out it was going to be halfway through the shoot 
So that way I was able to already have them warmed up, already kind of, you know, have myself warmed up. There's this little hill where I was going to have them posing on that overlooks the river. And I was going to play a little bit. I was going to take some photos, see if I could come up with something cool. If not, no big deal. Um, just throw them away type thing. And so I had to cut that out. So, you know, if that even then it's not much of a value loss to them because that was more for me anyways. Um, and I was able to add in um, the Italian gardens on the way back because at that point we're almost back to the gate and we were a little less stressed that we we're going to be kicked out. And then um, I was able to add a, one other quick sunset photo. So it all worked out. So I guess the whole point of this one is just hopefully you find this entertaining. You, you, you find my plight of this engagement shoot and trying to problem solve and come up with, with it and, and all that kind of stuff entertaining. Um, and then also I, I just, whatever it is you do to really hone in your craft. I mean, if you're a copywriter, same thing. You're like, Oh no, copywriting. I have, you know, I set my deadlines. I have plenty of time to go through and do, do my research and, and come up with everything. Well, what happens if you get an emergency job or what if you book a shoot or not shoot? I'm sorry. If you book, um, you're going to do like an email sequence or something, and then all of a sudden something changes and they go, hey, actually, we have decided to push up our launch date. So we actually, instead of having four weeks, we you only have like four days. And if you don't know anything about the industry, um, you just pick up whatever um, it takes. You're like, oh, I can't do that. Versus if you really niche down and you know you work with a certain type of client, you already know the industry, you already know the lingo, you already know all the things to hit, you can then go, okay, you know what? I'm going to clear my schedule and I'm going to write this email sequence and I got four days. It's going to be tough, but I can do it. Whatever it is, whatever your thing is, is to really become a master and not just dabble in and not just to be good enough. Because what happens is Grant Cardone gives this example. He, I, he gets his numbers totally like weird. Like I think it's just, it's make believe, but like he gives, you know, he talks about if you're going to be in a weightlifting competition and he started with three pounds. This is the part that bothers me, but whatever, like clearly whatever, we'll just go with it. Um, he says, if you train to pick up three, to lift three pounds, and then that's what you've trained for. And then you show up to the day of the competition and something goes wrong and there's something wrong with your other arm. And now you only have one of your arms and you did train to just perfectly barely be able to like to get the three pounds you're now out because you only have one arm. It's not going to work. He's like, versus if you train to pick up a hundred pounds and you're, you have something happen where you can't use your left arm. It doesn't matter. You can pick up the three pounds. No problem. Cause you're used to picking up a hundred pounds again. Why he picked 300 and not like, I don't know. He, it was weird, but it serves the point. Same thing. If I had trained to do the shoot in the, the 60 minutes and, and, and I was just, just good enough to do it, I would have completely failed and the couple could have gotten nervous and it could have really, one, they wouldn't have had great engagement shoot photos. They would have had a couple of, you know, like a half dozen to a dozen decent, just good enough engagement photos. And it would have made them probably, and rightly so, would have made them nervous about my ability to be able to handle their wedding. So definitely, worst case scenario, they could have maybe tried to cancel and gone to another photographer or something like that um more likely they would have just been 
much more difficult to work with because she would constantly be emailing me and calling me to check up on things. Hey, this is going to be this way. Are you going to be able to, you know, handle that? Just want to let you know. Is this going to be fine? Can we talk about this? Versus now, I'm probably she's going to email me the uh, itinerary, but she's probably not going to uh, harass me a whole lot because she's going to know I can get it done and I can take care of it. Same thing. She's the other situation. She's probably not going to refer me to any friends because. It didn't go super great, even though it wasn't my fault. Now she is because, oh, this guy's clearly an expert. If you listen to the uh, uh, Jordan Belfort stuff, you know, to establish that you're an expert in your field, and uh, it, it, it's going to, it's, it, it raises the confidence and it's, it's going to increase um, all that stuff. Oh, there's people in the road running and on the right side of the road, and there's birds on the left side of the road. This is interesting. Get out of the way, birds. They're like vultures. I should have just run them over and let their friends eat them. Anyways, that was super morbid. Um, let me wrap this up. I am getting closer to being home. So, yeah, that is my advice is really hone it in, whatever it may be. So that way, if an extraordinary opportunity comes up, you're able to handle it and you're able to really show yourself as the expert. And what's going to happen is it's going to get you more business. You're going to be able to do, by being that much better, it's going to let you do this the normal work easier and faster so instead of something taking a hundred percent if it's let's just say it's a normal job and you're training for the harder jobs and you do a normal job you're gonna be that much more relaxed so like when i go into just a normal engagement shoe or normal wedding it's almost gonna be like not even work because it's it's you know only a 65 percent out of 100 and i've been training for 125 percent for that extra um it's just gonna make life that much easier again you're gonna get paid more but you're uh, not one just by referrals, so you're keeping busy. But two, you're going to be able to charge more and really show uh, your worth. So all around, it, it's really good stuff. And I've got to say um, one quick little story, and then uh, I will wrap this solo session up. Uh, when I first decided to do weddings as a photographer, um, you know, my background is I'd done wedding video videos for weddings for years. And it was so stressful for me and it just did not enjoy it and what it was is every wedding I, I was just good enough now I was getting better because I, I I'd been doing them and I was getting a lot of um, Catholic weddings because um, I got a couple of Portuguese Catholic weddings and then they were referring you know cousins and um, stuff like that so I was getting a lot of very similar and so that got a little easier but it, I never did any kind of anything like I did video stuff but all my stuff I was working on like how to make films I never spent any time honing in on the business side the sales side towards the end I got into some of the marketing stuff with like Dan Kennedy type stuff and direct response stuff that was right at the end of me having my video production business um, in the early 2000s so it never was it wasn't ever getting very much easier so the actual shooting you know got a little bit easier but it was always just a, such a stressful thing for me that I eventually uh, just quit doing it and got a job working for the county uh, in the school system doing video production and ended up getting paid way less than if I'd kept my business going because I just it was more it was just every time I went to do a wedding it took a hundred percent out of me and it was just wearing me down and it was stressing me out and to the point where two weeks before a wedding uh, I would start having nightmares start having you know I 
uh, dreams that I wake up in the middle of the night and it was like, oh, I showed up to the wedding and I, I forgot my tape. Back then it was those mini DV tapes. And so I'm here, I'm an hour out of town. I, I don't have time to go home and get them. And now I've just screwed up the wedding. I can't record anything or I forgot my batteries or whatever it is. And I was having these nightmares and I couldn't. So for two weeks before a wedding, I couldn't sleep very well. And then the wedding would happen. I'd be so stressed. And you can see like even like even now, even my voice is like getting faster and quicker and it's probably stressing you out. Now that's not the case. And when I decided to go in, I'd been doing just landscape and um, landscape and street photography for about a year. I was, and I was just doing very much editorial type stuff, you know, like I'm going to go to a situation, I'm going to have my zoom lens and I'm just going to snipe pictures, right? Like I'm not, I, my goal was to never do portraits at all because that meant I had to deal with people. I had to work my people skills. I had to learn posing. I had to learn like lighting. I didn't want to do any of that. I just wanted to show up, use my, my natural composition skills from doing all the video, my storytelling skills to take great editorial style street photos to tell the story and convey the emotion through that and that's it. Well, you can't do that with wedding stuff. So when I first decided to do weddings, and I was I was watching a bunch of videos by a photographer named Jason Lanier and um, he made the comment. He was talking about how it how people complain about how it's hard to make a living nowadays as a photographer and a wedding photographer. And he said, that's only true if you lack the skills to handle anything. He said, the reason it's so hard is because, you know, he hears these complaints about like, um, you know, Oh, uncle Bob, everyone has a camera. People have uh, their cell phones. Uncle Bob has a DSLR. He'll shoot it for us for 500 bucks. Why will we pay you, you know, two, three, four, five, even $10,000 to do a wedding. He said, when you're competing at those lower prices, those twelve and $1,500 weddings, no one's going to pay you $1,500 to shoot a wedding 10% better than their Uncle Bob will for free or for two, three, four, five hundred bucks. He said, you have to learn your cameras. You have to learn what they can do. You have to learn lighting. You have to learn these things. If you're just like, oh, I'm a natural light photographer, that's great. But what happens as soon as, that's great when you have a perfect lighting outside and you are shooting in spring and it's slightly overcast and it's soft light and everything's perfect. But what happens when it's bad lighting? What happens when it's, it's super harsh lighting? What happens when you go in? He's like, go look at the average photographer's website. That's why they don't have photos of any of the receptions or any indoor weddings. All their pictures are these like nice, you know, like um, natural light outdoor weddings because that's all they can do and everything else is not that great. So they don't put those on there. He said, if you want to make, he said, guys, it's not that hard to make $100,000 a year as a photographer, as a wedding photographer, if you're willing to put in the work. And he gave the example of himself as going out and doing 500 uh, shoots with uh, models where he would just do trade for print, where he would, they would come out and they would, they wouldn't charge him. They would come out and be a model for free. And then at the end of it, he would give them, you know, 12, 15, whatever, um, edited nice photos for their portfolio for free. So it was like a win-win type thing. And he would just go and he went to thrift stores and bought like three or four wedding dresses and a couple different sizes and a couple different styles. And he would meet, you know, set up a shoot with a model, put the dress on, he'd get to try out lighting, he'd get to try out different things. And that's how he one learned and two built up his portfolio. And that's why he now charges $10,000 and up for a wedding. 
and is speaking for at events all over the place. So that was my goal. When I decided I was going to do weddings, I said, okay, because I was like, I, at first I was like, I'm not going to do any of this portrait stuff. And then when I was like, well, I think maybe I'll do some weddings here, just kind of like I did before with the videos, like kind of on the side, like here and there, and maybe build it by referrals over time where you now I'm doing, you know, half a dozen weddings a year or so and making just a little bit of extra money. But, you know, I wasn't planning on doing full-time or anything. It's just going to be a little side thing. I wasn't planning on doing... I was like, I did not... I adamantly did not want to get into lighting because it seems so complicated and it's just something I've always purposely avoided. But it was right then when I heard him say that, I, I made the commitment. You know what? I'm going to master all this stuff. All this stuff that I don't want to do because it's scary and hard and XYZ. I didn't realize that everyone basically feels that way. I'm going to master all of it. I'm going to master all of photography well for the most part there's a few like I don't care about like micro whatever photography and I haven't really gotten into like certain things certain types of photography but for the most part everything that applies to a wedding um, product photography portraits um, landscapes because you know like those environmental ones where the, the couple's there and it's an awesome landscape with the couple's in it just so many different things um, product photography because you want to get the details of the wedding and I've just, over the last year, systematically been going through one after another after another. First was lighting. I ordered myself a flash, which is something I said I'd never do. I ordered myself a, a flash and immediately started taking every course I could on um, external flash, off-camera flash, high-speed sync, all these things to learn it. And once I got pretty confident in that, I moved over to posing. And then the next thing and the next thing and the next thing... It's because I made that commitment. So I am encouraging you to do the same thing. If you kind of dabble in it, you're just good enough. Hunker down. Invest the time and invest the money. If you don't have much money, you're thinking, yeah, that's great for you to say. Go out. Like, it's not that much. You can go and you can find free stuff. You can go on YouTube and find free things to your, your category. There's a lot of these train services that do free trials. Um, Lynda.com. Um, Skillshare is always doing, like one two and three month free trials or 99 cents for three months that's how I, I got with my flash stuff is I just I had multiple email accounts and I just kept signing it for about nine months I went through three different emails and I kept doing the either free two months or the um, 99 cents for three months promotions so I could get through several uh, wedding and flash photography courses and then I decided to invest a little bit of money and get a SLR lounge membership. And that's where my learning really took off by putting, you know, into an actual learning system where I could learn foundations and build on each other. So that is my, but then here's the thing. It, you can't just buy it and let it sit there. Don't be one of those marketers or entrepreneurs who just, or even photographers who buys courses and books and then never really goes through them. Force yourself to go through them. But then on top of that, don't just go through it and call it a day go out and practice it practice what you're learning so you have to like that's a struggle for me too because i'll watch a video and go okay cool i watched it and i'll i'll glean maybe 10 percent, 15 percent. maybe if it's a really good one 20 percent. but by forcing myself to actually write down what it is they're teaching me take some notes write it down get it in my mind and go out and try it to then go out and actually um, shoot some stuff with that skill or if it's a business thing to go implement that uh, before I move on I end up getting so much more out of it and so much more value because now if I just took a posing course rather than going cool I picked up a few ideas by listening to it or watching it 
by then writing out their process, going out and trying it on a couple of these, again, back to the reason for these free shoots, it lets me try these things on non-paying clients. And for me, the free shoots is just easier than trying to, you know, book models. And then it gives the added benefit of, you know, if I could book a percentage of them to actually do their wedding, then that's even an added bonus. That's making them money. Um, it ends up, it, it's, I'm able to integrate this stuff much better than, oh, I watched it in a video and I was able to pick up this one little trick. No, now, not only did I watch it, I wrote it all in my notes. And then now I'm going back and I'm going out on a shoot and I'm trying it. And maybe the first time I tried it, it was a little awkward. I kind of did it a little bit, but it was kind of awkward. So then I went back and went over the notes again to see maybe where I was going wrong. And then the second free shoot I'm doing, I go out and then I'm really able to do it. And I'm like, okay, now I've learned it. And then by the third and fourth and fifth shoot, I've like, I don't want to say mastered it, but it's now part of my skill set that I can do this consistently. So with that, I did finally make it home. I think I turned a 23 minute ride into about an hour by just zigzagging through town, but I am home. I'm going to wrap this up guys. Thank you so much for listening to the entrepreneur entrepreneurs roundtable podcast. If this is your first episode, um, this is not a super typical, these solo sessions. I, I only do these occasionally for the most part. I'm sitting down with another entrepreneur, uh, discussing, their backstory and and their skill set and what we can learn and pull out of that to our own businesses. So if it's your first episode, definitely check it out. Go check out another episode and see. We've got some awesome ones in there. I got some awesome episodes coming up with a couple of great entrepreneurs. So until next week, guys, you can find me uh, again, Jared Elrod. Uh, you can go onto Facebook and find the Entrepreneur Roundtable group. There is an awesome community of entrepreneurs in there. Um, it's about 400 people, but out of that, there's a good 20 of them, I would say, that are just daily on active, helping people out. Those are the people you're starting to hear. So we've had Nick Berry, um, you, you heard Jay, we've got Todd coming up next week. Um, we had Bridget, she's coming up here pretty soon. I've got, let's see, who's the other one? Uh, oh, Jason Vance, um, really cool guy. He's a guy I've seen on the group for a while, but never had a lot of connection with and really got to jump into uh, his kind of his story and get some great things from him. A couple of things I've already started implementing in my business. So that's going to be a great upcoming episode. So go check those out. Join the group, Entrepreneur Roundtable. If you want to find me and, and kind of see some of my work to see, you know, some of these photos and some of these shoots I'm talking about, you can go to missions with an S, like not, not mission, but missions, photo.com. All right, guys, that's it. I am out. I will see you in the next episode.